He had a sports bag over his shoulder, and the clean gleam of his forehead confirmed that he had come from the quarry and a shower. He stood opposite me in the doorway, and we held each other's gaze for a long moment before each modestly looked away, though with the evident intention of looking back again after a few seconds. And so, the sudden precipitation of sex had begun. We're doing fine, We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Book club edition. He's Robbie. She is Lisa. And this month we read <laughs> The Swimming Pool Library by Alan Hollinghurst. You know I can't even remember what it was called. Good lord. So you know like how on the on um you know, the regular episodes when we're trying to hype people up from book club, sometimes I haven't actually read the book yet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yep. so good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know we're frauds because we've read <laughs> the book now. And holy fuck. I mean This is gonna be This is a I dropped it. Yeah, I'm not I didn't finish it. Yeah, no me neither. I still I have really an hour tried. left the audiobook. I tried I couldn't so bring hard. myself to read it. My um the straw that broke my camel's back was the conversation. Um, oh, yeah, this isn't going to be a regular book club. There's no spoiler warning. We are disgusted. There's, we have maybe four questions. We're all very uncomfortable. So just bear with us. Yeah. So, no, no, we'll, we'll try. I can't, we'll, we'll, see, we'll yeah, Robbie can we'll try. Yeah, Robbie, try and summarize this book because I, I think I was in a fugue state most of it, just trying yeah. to fucking like get through it. And I'm like, they're all just uppity British men that are just fucking other uppity British men and then also being racist towards the British men that they're not being uppity towards, but totally fucking. They're both yes. fucking and fucking over them. I just... Yeah, so this book um, is narrated by William Bexwith, who is, as Lisa said, a very uppity rich person. He went to university and then decided he didn't want to work because he doesn't need to. He lives off of his granddaddy's money. Um, so he spends his days reading books and Cruising. Um, having a wank in the showers at the Cory Gym. Um, and as Lisa said, yes, he cruising. does a he lot of cruising. He fucks people on the subway, he fucks people by the dumpster, he, fuck, he, he just goes in the park and fucks people. I'm like, where are all these people that are just, that are just down to clown? I'm confused. Is this... Yeah. Is this the gay experience? Have I just what? <laughs> um, it I definitely it definitely was because yeah. Well, I guess like <laughs> there were no women allowed in public spaces. It makes sense. That's why the men were hiding it from us. But it was also like considered like illegal, and it was very easy for them to argue that they were being raped. Hey. So you would often get straight men that would pretend they're. Gay men that would pretend to be straight because, well, not pretend, but, you know, they wouldn't be out of the closet. And then they would have gay sex. And then they would change their mind and say, no, no, he raped me. And then all of a sudden that guy was in prison. Is that so why guys are so concerned about women giving all those fake accusations? Because it wasn't us. No. Um, that's just because straight men are trash. Yeah. But also, most of the gay men in this book are also trash. Um, I'm trying to summarize this quickly. So Sorry. I'm just, like, so, shocked um, by the amount of just, like... Just straight yeah. up, yeah, everything. It, it's not 
I mean, partly because I'm from America and we have a very puritanical culture, but like, good lord. Um, the the somewhat plot line kicks off when William decides to try and find out if um if a guy that he is making eyes with does want to fuck him, so he goes into a public toilet to see if he gets followed. Um, where he then sees Lord Nantwich have a heart attack and collapse and die. So he does CPR badly, but it works, and he brings him back to life. And, like, this isn't CPR, he's just like, I punched him in the chest. Poor and Lord Nantwich. I mean, first of all, gets punched in the chest. Second of all, is still alive <laughs> with yeah. these people. And with these, well, I mean, I think Lord Nantwich was enjoying it. Fair. Um, anyway, th- the rough plot of this book is that Nantwich then asks William to write his his life story, and that sort of is the plot line around all of William's hookups. Is it though? I could not. I mean, I could not pull on a thread and be like that. That was a plot. Well, what I will say to you, Lisa, is I think it was quite confusing because I think the book randomly jumps to Lord. Nantwich's diaries, diaries but yeah, just randomly, and you're just like, what? Yeah, suddenly they're in Africa. Yeah, and it was only when I was like, no, hang on, like I had to really analyze it. I was like, he's using a different voice, using a different he's... voice. They're using slightly older slurs, and 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 the sentences are sort of short, shorter, snappier. Like it was, it was a diary entry as opposed to, and as I meandered through the dark streets. London, I thought to myself, you know. Oh, that's a child. How attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this book is also largely about pedophiles, and it has made us so uncomfortable. About a week ago, me and Lisa did consider, can we cancel this book club? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, just so much. Yikes. Um. Okay, so going Everyone's forward. Everyone's going to think gonna I'm a spoilers. prude after this. Good lord. No, 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 no. If I'm they not, keep listening, I'm they'll realise why. Judging. I'm not judging anybody who cruises. I'm just like this guy. This he has too much time. He on did his it hand. so often. Yeah. This is why people need jobs. That's Truly. what I would say. Oh my god, is this book about is this book pro capitalism? Another it another is. reason to mm-hmm. fucking hate it. For the love of God. All of these lays about just having sex and and having no jobs. <laughs> Yeah. And then he gets a quote-unquote job, and it's writing a novel. Like, good lord, could someone pay me to do that? Yeah, that would be the dream. Yeah, you just need to start cruising, Lisa, and hope an old lady dies, there and then you go. bring her back to life. Yeah. So tell us all this time, Lisa. Hey, milfs, I'm open for business. Mm. <laughs> right, spoilers ahead. If you think you maybe want to read this book, <laughs> if you you don't, you are don't, you okay? Probably. <laughs> You yeah. probably don't. You probably don't. So with that glowing forward, recommendation, yeah. I just want to say the straw that broke my back, the the, bo- the bit of the book that I had to listen to that made me think maybe me and Lisa should cancel this book club because this is weird. Was um, so there's a there's a character called Phil. Um, he's a young, beautiful man from the quarry, and um. William's best friend Phil is in love with him, but that doesn't stop William trying to hook up with him successfully and then fall in love with him. And then there's a conversation with Phil where he says to William, are you into kids? Because technically 
it's this what we're doing is illegal for another three years. So I did a bit of research and found out that in the 1980s, the age of consent was 21. So Phil is 18 and William Bexwith is in his 40s. I don't think it's ever explicitly said what age he is, but he's in his 40s. <sighs> Which is gross, but sort of, you know, worse things have happened. I mean, it would have been However, so much they worse. Then go yeah. on, they then go on to start saying, well, any child over the age of 14 has an adult-sized dick that they don't know what to do with. Oh, so yeah. what's wrong with showing them how to use it? And I was like, mm. oh no. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> no. And then there was a bit where William was out in his... um is like boarding school and he and he liked getting fucked by the older boys and then when he became one of the senior pupils he used the phrase my eye turned to the younger boys and i was like no do yeah, what no. normal gay guys do and fancy their teachers exactly exactly there get was the just fuck away from them kids a there was just a lot of it and it was so do you know what i think what makes me so angry about it is in the 1980s and 1990s, in the in Britain specifically, gay people were vilified as paedophiles. Like, yeah. it was synonymous. Are we fucking surprised when people are chucking out books like that? Yeah. Is Ellen Hollinghurst gay? I'm googling it now. Oh, he's got a wife, Elizabeth. He's still alive. Good lord. Oh, no, personal life. Holling- Wait, what? I'm so confused. Sorry. The wife was his mother. It then <laughs> went to talk about his parents. No. Okay, so Hollinghurst is gay and lives in London. Now with his partner, Paul Mendez. Hollinghurst previously said, I'm not at all easy to live with. I wish I could integrate writing into ordinary social life, but I don't seem to be able to. I could when I started writing. I suppose I had more energy then. Oh, born. So apparently he is gay. I need to I need to see what the what the criticism is of this. Okay, we could do that later. Do we have listener questions? Shocking. Okay, the only quote on Wikipedia for the reception of this novel is in 1988, Edmund White called it surely the best book about gay life yet written by an English author. Well, thank God more books have been written. (laughs) All right, yes. Do you recognize that name, Edmund White? (gasps) A boy's own story! It makes so much sense. The other worst book we've read on this <laughs> podcast. Robbie, from now on, I get to choose the gay books. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> That's fair. You, you're banned from it for at least six months. I am truly just going to be a homophobe on book clubs from now on. <laughs> I just feel, I feel like it's safer. <laughs> you only get to choose monster fucker romances from now on. Okay, that sounds good. All right. We, shockingly, have listener questions. Not many. That is, um, I am surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. Do you want me to start with, like, the best question first, or, like, the ones that we'd be asking? I'll go with the best ones first. All right. We have two, like, each person who sends in questions sends in, like, one very interesting one that's, like, very, you know, stuff to discuss in literature class. Uh, And the other one is- Yeah. The other one is basically commentary. Okay. First, first is Callum. Callum sent in a very good question. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, Callum. Callum asks, I feel like they often got really close to making a purient point about queer life, but then moved on too quickly to make much of an impact. Why do you think that is? 
Because then they'd have to cut out some of the bits about fucking. Yeah, that makes sense to me. There's no... (laughs) They're not able to use the word penis or spunk or rivulets or anus. (laughs) Yeah, like... And those are all the fun I'm pretty sure at some point, at some point, James was going to get a really nice, you know, speech or paragraph about how he is the, you know just the epitome of getting older in gay life where he feels lonely, he's depressed, he's surrounded by all these pretty people that don't think he's worth anything apart from good company and how we need to change our perception of our own community. Um, But they had to cut it out because William found a boy on a tube. Yeah. No, like, yeah, they kept getting, like, so close to making a point. Like, when his friend was getting married, I don't even know whose friend it was that was getting married, or, like, found somebody that they wanted to, like, settle down with. And, like, he had this moment being, like, grieving that friendship and grieving that not being his reality. And then they would, like, quickly be like, oh, but there's a, but there's a, there's a slur. Yeah. What a pretty slur. Or, like, um, fucking William's re- reunion with Arthur. That could have been a very sweet moment of, yeah. let's go outside and talk. I've like, oh my gosh, our eyes no, no. locked across the room. I finally found you. You're alive. I'm just going to like cradle your cock real quick. And then and then lick your butthole in the public toilets. Yeah, and then you're going to be like, okay, that was nice. I gotta go. I gotta go. My brother's here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what? Like, and you ditched the other guy <laughs> that you're falling in love with, apparently. And like. Yeah. What the? I don't understand. And they're all children. Is it a commentary about how how all moments in queer society must be stolen and therefore you're never allowed to linger? Well, maybe. I feel like that's giving it too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to make a point, <laughs> desperately, <laughs> to drawing meaning out of this experience that we had together. All right, next question comes from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Amy's good question is, William has many friends and lovers throughout the book, but doesn't seem particularly attached to any of them, with the exception of Arthur. Why do you think that is? I think he's just incapable of creating bonds. I think, I'd think i argue that he is consistently friendly with James. Yeah. But only because that's James his serves friend. his ego. Yeah. But I think that's because James serves his ego. James is in love with him and he enjoys that. Yeah, James he is doesn't in love enjoy with him James. he's lonelier he than enjoys him. Yeah, he enjoys somebody being in love with him. Yeah, and it's like consistently someone who's in love with you, who will center you in their life, but then also like is a way to prove that you're doing better than someone. Yeah. Good lord. And then Arthur, I think the only reason he was so attached about Arthur is because he left without like giving any excuse, right? Yeah, that that was just curiosity. Mm-hmm. All right, now on to the other questions. Hmm. Amy also asks, yes, it was the 80s, but damn, there were a lot of uncomfortable descriptions of race, sexuality, and ageism. Do you feel that was an accurate depiction of the UK during that time? I can't answer My that. natural instinct, my natural instinct is to say, no, of course not, we're better than that. But I'm now just like, are, like, are we surprised about things like Jimmy Savile and Michael Jackson and all of these things when this was in mainstream literature? Was this mainstream this literature? Was a published novel. It was a published novel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it was just a lot of very casual slurs and pedophilia for me. And um, 
was not a fan, and it made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And usually I will finish a book after we finish. Like, I mean, I've only not finished one other book. I did finish it after our discussion, but like, yeah. I've only not finished one other book. And this one, I, I don't DNF books often. Yeah. And this is one, and I got so close. I got so, I was trying so hard. Robbie. Lisa, it won two awards. Good lord. Yeah. Then again, how late it was, how late also won a bunch of awards, so. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. I just can't understand it. Yeah. Next month. Uh, do you know no, what? I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm sh- I'm sure we're probably missing a lot of context around why this is a good book. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure it was probably much better for its time. Like the f- the thing that gets me is that like I've seen this book being read in two very like recent gay movies or TV shows by characters, and I'm like, did no one check what this book was about? I'm like, I'm sure once I'm older and more mature, maybe this will be a better book. But then again, Lolita's also a classic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are we su- like, are we? Why are we surprised when it turned out all these famous people were molesting kids? When I'm like, the writing was on the wall, guys. They weren't even hiding it. Yeah. All right. One last question from Callum. Hmm. Thank you, Callum. Not gonna lie. What made you choose this one? Um, because it was in Heartstopper. This is the book Charlie picks up in a book in a bookshop in France, oh. and I went, "Oh, nice! That's it. That's it. guys. You know I'm fickle. I didn't know anything about this book. Charlie picked it up in Heartstopper. Blame him. He picked it. Truly. All right. Well. Yeah. Um. Who Who is your favorite character? I'd say William's dad. Uh, no, William's. No, William's granddad. Because he was great. I, have I just no loved recollection. Her there was a bit where he was like, um, oh, would you, um, I thought you would take me to lunch. And he was like, and then William's like, oh, would you not rather you take me to lunch? And he's like, no, I always take you to lunch. You can take me to lunch today, darling. And it was just very wholesome. That's very cute. Oh, yeah, that was like towards the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I have no recollection of this man, but I remember that scene. That was when I was still paying yeah. attention. <laughs> Just like bad baby, yeah. this is a great book, and I just like it's not serving itself well to audiobook. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um. Anyways, my favorite character was the nephew. Oh, he was very cute. He was just like, I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna run away to <laughs> your house, my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> it was when he was like, "Could I be homosexual?" And William was like, yeah. "Maybe," and he was like, "Oh, goody." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, he was delightful. <laughs> Yeah, and I do appreciate that William never got creepy with him. Yeah, I do that would have just that. been a step too far, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a very good uncle. He, he was a good uncle. He's just a terrible person other than that. Maybe he was a spunkle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, not to, not to his actual nephew. Yeah, no. Oh God, I hate this book. End this episode. <laughs> I've just never heard the words... Punk used that often. Just no. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the thing for me is he flips between using like actual bodily terms and then words like that. Yeah. Like there's a bit. Maybe it was just, just more commonly like, used in the eighties. But then there was a bit where he was like, "I've never known a man to ejaculate quite so much." And I was like, well, "Oh, I do pick, remember when he was just word. admiring how much the guy was ejaculating." Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it comes back to me in like PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. Is that even when I whacked him off for the fourth time? It just came in my hand. It was impressive. <laughs> okay, Lisa. How many? How many stars? <laughs> Do I have to give it stars? We make the rules, gal. Oh gosh, I guess one, but like with the understanding that it's probably it might it maybe it's good. I don't know. I just I cannot. I'm not in a point in my life where I'm prepared for that much. For for that much everything that 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 this book was, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'm not same, mature I'll enough. It, yeah, I'll give it one for the small chance that I have missed the point. <laughs> yeah, like maybe I'm not mature enough. I wasn't mature enough to read like Water for Chocolate when I read it, and you know what? <laughs> same here. Yeah, we're just not we're not grown up enough. Truly, yeah. she eats oh. all the candles and dies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Lisa, would you like to announce our book club for October? Yes! Drumroll, please. All right. Uh, Camp Damascus by Chuck Tingle. And this one's, this one is a another novella. Um, so we will also be trying to, if we have time, read, reading, uh, we'll also try to read straight if we have the time. Also by Chuck Tingle. So. Check yeah, those so out. it's a double book club, but they're small. But our the focus will be on Camp Damascus, and we'll we'll try and add some stuff in. So, like, if you're thinking I can't be bothered, just read Camp Damascus. You can still join us. Yes, and straight was a listener suggestion from Bill. Thank you, Bill. He also suggested Camp Damascus, but uh, yeah, no, that's been on the Robbie's TBR apparently. Yes, Camp Damascus popped up on my um. Oh, wait, so maybe it's not a good idea. No, no, it's a listener suggestion. Okay, You're absolved of any crimes that have happened because of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it popped up on my Audible and I was like, ooh, add to basket. Looking forward to it. Except I'm not because it's yeah. about something terrible and it's a horror novel and I hate horror. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Chuck Tingle's great, though. I'm excited. Okay, let's end this episode. I can't bear to be doing this any longer. Okay. Um, Thank you for joining us. All I have to say is I am... So sorry. Spunk, spunk, spunk. <laughs> okay, that is it from us this month. So until next month. Book club? Yeah. Keep reading fine. Oh my god, keep reading fine. <laughs> I couldn't. I was exhausted. I'm just so done. Just, you didn't even give me the indicator. Oh, would you like to read it? I mean, it's fine. This is a fuck of an episode. It's cool. <laughs> 